Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Game. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com or visit us over at spinfoiltheory.com. And now, let's put on our spin foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory Podcast, everyone. This is your host, Taylor B. With with my co-host here, Lady Lucita. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I'm really digging this season. I'm kind of insane. I'm already season pass rank 100 because I really wanted the armor Yeah. and the emote. I wanted that bad because yeah. Dreaming City is like, that is my favorite destination in all of Destiny right now. Besides like the Dreadnought. The Dreadnought and Hive stuff, that's like, no, that's like Tide. But like, Dreaming City is just my favorite place. I just love the aesthetic. I love the Awoken. <laughs> They're just, it's just so cool. So when I saw that this, I had a inking suspicion prior to this season that this season that we're currently in would be Dreaming City themed. So I might have like hoarded up max amount of bounties on all three characters to get me a head start day one. Like day one, I was 20. I'm kind of insane. But now my warlock has the cool armor, and I look like mm-hmm. I belong in the Dreaming City. I mean, I already did before, because yeah. I was wearing the <laughs> Last Wish armor, but now I'm wearing, like, more... It looks more, like, Queen's Guard-esque, with, like, the, the, the Queen's badge and the white fur. I'm just... I just... This season so far is really good. What about you, man? It's not really my aesthetic, but I definitely recognize the drip. I just want to put that out there. I, I, I feel like, you know, from the seasonal armor and the ornaments to the Iron Banner armor, which you may have heard me make some jokes on this or, or other shows, but, you know, I, I still maintain that it's it's like the, uh, you know, in the uh, sort of preview capture that Bungie shows for the, for the Iron Banner armor. I, I feel like the the Titans are saying like for honor and the warlocks are over there like for glory. And then the hunters straight up look like they're outside of GI Joe or something like that. And they're just like, for Cobra. That's <laughs> so. funny. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the iron banner armor, but I think it's bugged right now where it's like not taking shaders. So like if I could shader it, and, like, look at it a little bit more, I'd be a little bit, like, maybe I could salvage, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, the boots or the gauntlets on one of my characters. But just the armor straight out, I'm just like, mm, not really my style. But other people probably like it. Well, well so, so that's actually something that I think I retweeted on the show's account maybe today. Uh, for anyone listening in the future, this is week two of Iron Banner, so the 1st of September 2021. And I think that's something uh, DMG uh, tweeted out today, actually talking about that it's on their radar. Um, they possibly had already identified it, so the fix is ready. They're just waiting for a hot fix so that maybe they're as soon as next reset. Nice, that's good, that's From, good, yeah, because uh, a lot of the, uh, the, uh, like the new exotics that came out this season, the Nothing Manacles, very good exotic, by the way, I recommend you guys get it, it's so mm. spicy, 
especially with Nova Warp. I have a beautiful build that synergizes really well with Scatternades and Nova Warp and Elemental Wells that I pretty much have my abilities constantly. It's beautiful. That's pretty cool. It's beautiful. So that's pretty cool. No backup plan is interesting. They, I like that the color changes based on what subclass you're wearing. I just wish that was also reflected when you're like transmogging because I, I only have the radiant dance machines and I barely use them. Yeah. I, I feel haven't... like I should be using them now before they, before they put the hot fix in. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't really, I've been playing on my warlock so much this season because well, my warlocks awoke and this is dreaming city. This is a little aside for you listeners here. I pick whatever my main is for the season based on the seasonal content. So if it's Dreaming City, Awoken, Savathun, you know, Taken, you know, Dreaming City topics, that kind of thing, I'm my warlock. If it's like Hive and Eris and creepy stuff, it's going to be my hunter. If my Titan, if it's like Elixni, Vex, Clovis Bray, that kind of stuff. I'm a tiger. Or, or black armor. Forgot black armor. Can't forget that. So that's because I'm, I'm like fl pretty flexible with any class. Like I can be hunter, warlock, titan. So that's kind of how I pick what class I am for things. I, so I, I can be the different classes, but I have, I have to admit, like I, I genuinely stray toward hunter like that's yeah. just that's my comfort zone that's that's where i started that's like i i'm not i'm not a single character only like i did i did start playing last week in week one i did start playing on my titan which you know depending on the class i'm i'm a little more comfortable with or the, the subclass i guess i should say but yeah like i just you know i always do everything with my hunter to the max and then the other two characters it gets decreasingly thorough so yeah. depending on the season, depending on like what flavor I'm feeling it, sometimes it's the warlock, but usually it's the titan, I'd say. Yeah. And like, then and then the warlock just gets like the dregs. Poor guy, but yeah. I'm yeah. definitely liking like just looking back at this like full this is the last season we have of the year with with Beyond Light. And I really think Bungie did a really good job of like weaving the story like we went from beyond light with season of the hunt you know and then because of what happened there then season of the chosen happened and because of season of the chosen then season of the splicer and literally the ending of season of the splicer leads directly into this season i just love that so much like you can literally see the payoff of everything that's been happening yeah, you can see it live. You can see your uh, interactions reflected, you know, in game, positive or negative. And and I appreciate that too. So like, just just to say it flatly, everyone listening, that the topic for this week are our uh, reactions and educated predictions for. We're doing it from week two because we did the showcase last week. But uh, for for season of the loss, I believe that's season fifteen. Yes. Um, and so these. These are our like reactions to what we've seen so far and sort of predictions as to what we might see going forward into the Witch Queen uh, in February. 
of next year. So we got we got a lot of like little weekly bits and stuff potentially ahead of us. Um, and so there's a lot that could that could happen and that are going with it. But uh, to start, I think one thing one thing that's been really striking me, and I think it's on a lot of people's minds, is Crow used to be Aldrin. Yes. Interacting once again with the Awoken people, Mara specifically. Yeah. And I've I've got some real thoughts about that, especially when we get to this week's lore, because if you do the exotic quest for this week, so uh Truth the Stars Part Two, Mara's dialogue, she lies to her face about the nature of the Awoken. Like she yep. doesn't know we've read Truth to Power. Yep. It's- and she she finally suggests that that some awoken had to be coaxed or helped to be formed by her in yeah. in the distributary. And I'm just sitting there like having read Truth to Power and the Myriad or the Myriad. Yeah, the, I'm not, ma- ma- the Myriad and um Awoken of the Reef. It's those two lore books. Yeah. Um Yes, it is the uh the it's nigh one and two, which is um Mara talking to Alice Lee about what the what the truth is. Or I think she's like yeah, like Elise Lee at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I guess I'll just start it from here. Um Good job. So yeah, one one thing that's that's really interesting is how at the end of the Marasena, um, it's revealed that Mara has, you know, reimagined all of the Awoken in in her own image, and you know, basically bent them to her will. Like they're not they're not themselves; they're Mara's version of themselves. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so the idea that she's trying to like cast doubt on even the crow because she tries to say things like oh even now i can see it he's still the same way lost uh like he's uh she says i think he seeks validation from like a cora and the guardian or no i'm sorry it's his ghost in the guardian and it's just all like are you trying to gaslight me like i've read your story mara yeah i think that's really i know the truth that I just think that's interesting. I would have hoped, I guess, it would have been, like, a nice little touch if Mara is like, okay, you know the truth. If you if you have, like, those lore books. Kind of like a, a toggle or something. That would have been cool, mm. but I get it. It's just it's interesting to see, like, we know the truth, and Mara is presenting some other truth. That isn't, or I guess, a lie not really a truth it's her interpretation of what she did she's like i helped the people and i'm just like "Mm." yeah well no she's it's it's definitely one of those things where kind of like like what we were joking about on earlier on twitter about uh truthiness yes truthiness what is the truth yeah you kind of believe like it's the truth for you whether or not it's factually true yeah and i feel like that's that's a lot of what like mara that's a lot of what like sabathun rely upon so it's really 
Because yeah. Mara and Savathun, they're mirrors of each other. They both operate the same way, sort of a kind of thing. Does that make sense? I agree with, like, yeah, I agree with, like, uh, their kindred tactics. Yeah, well. One thing that, I'm sorry. Like, literally, in, it's in one of the Mara entries where she's looking at the Oracle engine. And she, every time she looks at it, she sees her family. And then she also sees the Ozium dynasty. So Crota, not Crota, sorry. Oryx, Sevathun, and Zivarath as, like, the mirror. So, like, um, Oryx, he's basically a hunter. And Crow is very curious you know he's going out into the reef finding all these finding um, these ahamkara finding this finding that so they're like a match savathun and mara are a match because you know they're both very secretive like that's mara's whole mo is she keeps secrets like in the distributary in the reef even now in the dreaming city and so savathun and mara are like mirrors of each other and then Zivu Arath and Shiraido are mirrors of each other because they're both like the warriors of the group. If that makes sense. Can I can I can I offer a further mirror of uh or a further example of mirroring or uh, a sort of kindred organization? <sighs> Guardians in the Vanguard. Yes. That's another another one has made like there's three, three so it's yeah. Ikora in that uh, trinity with uh, Mara and Savathun, because you know. Well, yeah, there are there are the mentors, the one for each class. There are three principled classes, and you know there are subclasses and subfactions within there. I don't mean to say it's simple, but the hive aren't that simple either. And it's it's really it's really interesting. Especially as we approach, you know, not to dip into last week's episode too much, but especially as we approach the Witch Queen, where you start to see aspects of what's traditionally been our side of the spectrum as Guardians starting to appear on the other, i.e. Hive Ghosts. And it, it just really makes me wonder, sort of back to a couple of my theories uh, we've talked about recently on on the show, but I'm wondering if these game pieces really aren't so different in their structure or what they're able to do. Yeah. I.e., like the uh, the the gardener and the winnower pieces in in the metaphor of the game. Yeah. And I'm and I I just wonder if we're if we happen to interact with them in this space where. You know, there's only one gardener piece left, and that's the Traveler. Yeah. And then you have all these all these darkness winterer pieces, these pyramid ships, sort of, you know, eating up the board. Pretty much. I'm interested, I guess, to see how, like, the big picture, how everything goes with uh, the, final the final shape. shape yes. Like, where everything, <laughs> like, leads to. One thing, one thing I've been wondering, personally, is, is, oh, okay, and, and this will, 
I, I have some other little tangential lore stuff I really want to talk about before we get too 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 far in. But uh, the um the the one thing that really makes me wonder about the relationship between Mara and Savathun and how they're able to cooperate is it's not made clear how Mara is to help her. And and so there's there's been a couple theories up there. A lot of people have noted the the Ahamkara egg, air quotes, because we don't know if that's actually what it is, uh, in her throne world. Her throne world. In her little space in the Dreaming City. Yeah. And and we've also we've also had a lot of people note that the Techians or what she do uh, or or what or what she and they did, you know, all the way back in the Taken King, are you know that that's paracausal magic. So is she going to magic the worm out of out of Savathun? I mean, like, that's I, a possibility. I, 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 I mean, that's the whole like that's one way they could do it. They could, you know, use wish magic to wish away the worm. And it gets rid of the worm, but, you know, which queen has? You know, what's, yeah, what's, what's to stop? Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's a, what's to stop that worm removal from being sort of like a, uh, like, you know, the monkey's paw? Wishes I mean, that's how all, in, in classic how, TV that's trope. That's how all Ahamkara wishes are. They always have a monkey's paw. I, I feel like, I feel like some people got what they wanted. Uh, like, yes, they do, but... Uh, I want to slay a dragon. A dragon appears. You slay it. Win. But Ahamkara can also transcend death. They're like, haha, we don't need that. We don't need... Like, their bones still talk to us in uh, in the Dreaming City. Riven talks to us after we killed her. She's still like, sup, I'm here. How you doing? Well, here's here's something that makes me wonder, because we also learned, speaking of Ahamkara, we also learned this season specifically uh, through some of the uh, weapon lore. I don't remember which specifically, but that Savathun interacted with Shax. Yep. Before she took over, before she took over Osiris, in the Dreaming City, through the Ahamkara bones. No, it's not in the. It's not so in, that the, makes, in the Dreaming City. It was or not the Dreaming City. Sorry, in the yep. last city, through the Ahamkara bones that hang above him. Yep. It's very like, oh shit, that's not good. Well, that explains where he where he learned Savathun's song from. Well, but that's but that's. Here's here's what I'm getting though. Why she why can she talk through their bones? Oh. oh. What if what if they were always something that she produced? I mean, there was in the Books of Sorrow where Savathun and her coven went into the uh the harmony where the gift mast was. And they found something. But we never figured out what they found out. Well, yeah, but the whole thing about the the harmony and the gift mast is 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 I still wonder if if uh, the tree from a few seasons back 
wasn't a similar play or like offering on on behalf of the traveler the tree of silver wings okay uh well i mean because because i I believe right after it was arrivals yeah no we plant the tree and then we don't plant the tree sorry osiris the real osiris planted the tree yeah and we haven't seen him since yeah (laughs) rip um but yeah, it, it, it's something that that really makes me wonder as to is is she able to impose her will over them, or are they an extension of her in the first place? Hmm. I'm not sure. Because I mean, what's a better way to learn someone's secrets than to grant their their deepest desires? Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of there's a lot of room for that in the uh, in the season to uh, to really expand upon stuff. One other thing that really struck me from uh, from this season is the ghost shell lore from the season pass. Yes, Spider is trying to get is trying to get Drifter to smuggle him out of the reef. Yep, makes me think that um, Witch Queen. Is gonna be oh, not Witch Queen during Witch Queen Forsaken is gonna become free, and then after Witch Queen, when Lightfall comes out, bye bye Dreaming City, bye bye Tangled Shore. That's my theory as of right now. Is that the Dreaming City and the uh, Tangled Shore will be vaulted soon? Because I mean, if we break the cars at the end of the season, there's no reason to be in the Dreaming City anymore. If Spider's gone, there's not really any reason for the Tangled Shore. So. A lot of interesting things happening. I can see that. I can see that. For me, for me I think uh, the Spider wanting to get out is smart. I would love to see him find a home in the Alexany Quarter. In like a little corner. Nah. He's too mean. Just He's a, like a mob boss. Or maybe the underground part. He's a mob boss. We don't need him when, in, with House Light. We don't need him there, but I think the story would definitely benefit from keeping him around. He is the kingpin. Yeah. He is the Elixir kingpin. And I, I, I really look forward to seeing uh, how, because it sounds like Drifter's doing it. Um, if you look at the flavor text in the junkyard stuff from Eververse, so they don't do they don't do lore tabs uh, for for Eververse stuff anymore. Uh, you know, thankfully, but there's still little flavor text. The junkyard flavor text is all Drifter oh. and the Spider talking to each other. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So uh, the ship, I think, is Spider is Spider commenting on um, like. Commenting on, uh, I think it's like collecting, uh, like basically the, there is no word for like waste in the in the Elixir language. That's something that only exists in, in in human language, like something like that. And then I want to say the uh, the sparrow. Yeah, yeah, it's the sparrow. It's it's Drifter talking about. He's like, you know. There's all kinds of golden age tech out there that the darkness never even tried to get. It makes you wonder if it was ever that good to begin with, or like something like that. He's like, "Why are you even going after it if they don't bother with it?" Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh so I'm I'm really excited. I feel like they already kind of have the makings of a of a little like buddy comedy between <laughs> between those two. I would love to see a comic that uh that fleshed out how the drifter gets gets the spider out. Yeah. That'll be uh, definitely interesting about that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, for sure. Uh another another one that's uh really becoming popular as I see it is who is in control of Zivu Arath? Um so as as our local hive expert, what are your thoughts, Lucy? Well, um my assumption is well, as we've seen in this like the the little like story that we've done and the dialogue we get from doing like the seasonal activity and doing the uh shattered realm I almost called it shattered throne too um by doing that, we get some little hints and dialogue that Zevo i mean with Savathun no longer in control of the Taken because Kyoria is dead. The Taken serves someone else, not Zivu Wrath, but they're not Oryx, because you know Oryx is dead, but their original master. Because see, Oryx didn't get the ability to take he didn't come up with the ability to take, he stole it. Or sort of. He, after killing Akka, the worm god of lies, if I remember correctly. Uh, he's he's no, he's the oh, honest one. Oh, right, the worm. honest one. Yes, sorry. When they after Oryx slew Akka, the honest worm, Oryx mm. was given an audience with the darkness itself, and it was not recorded what what was said between Oryx and the darkness. All that we know is that Oryx went in one way and came out the Taken King and had the ability to take. So that is not, I think that is something that is inherently dark. I won't say dark, but I mean like darkness, like capital D darkness, like that um, sort of thing. So I think that the Taken aren't in control aren't being controlled by Zivra Wrath, but they're being controlled by the capital D Darkness now. The, D, the capital D Darkness, like, alright, these Hive have had their fun with this. Um, Oryx is dead. So not, Savathun can't. Not the Worm no. Gods. No, I don't think it's the Worm Gods. I think it's it went back to the Source. Which, it wasn't from the Worm Gods to begin with. I think it went back to the Darkness itself. So here's here's a question for you. Why would Quoria something taken by orcs and given in submission to uh Sabathun, why would Quoria be the key to circumventing the control of the taken from that source to begin with? Well Dialogue from Toland and Snippets in the Dreaming City and with last season. And sort of using truth to power as a 
sort of source, kinda. Curia was basically simulating Oryx, which gave Savathun the ability to control the Taken. Well, wait, that that just brings up a whole lot of other questions. Yes, but now... How was Coria able to simulate Oryx? Or was or was maybe Coria simulating, like, a shadow of Oryx, which is a, a bit more of, like, a Taken form? Yeah, I, I, my assumption is it would be, like, the Taken form, because... With... Because that, that'd be a second example of being able to sort of simulate or replicate it, because the Nine were able to do something yeah, similar. Yeah, Nine have their Faken, as we like to call them. Right. They're fake <laughs> Taken. And they had a Faken Shadow of yeah. Orcs. So it could be like that, but more real. But basically, the way I understood it is Curia... Because Savathun had Curia, Savathun was able to control the Taken. Curia, with Curia now being dead, yeah. Savathun doesn't have control of the Taken anymore. And it's so it's so wild to me that y- you know me being being the eternal skeptic of the pair. It's it's so wild to me that Curia would be the linchpin, and that Savathun would would like not only allow us, but like. All things considered, if the popular consensus in game is she was surprised by something we did, no, she expected it. Yeah. And so I just like as as I've as I've submitted before, you know, e- even last season, could Coria could that have been a simulation of Coria? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't understand why she would ever put she did it maybe, that much leverage actually on the maybe line. Maybe she did it on purpose. Think about it. It makes it makes sense. Hear but me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. To what end? Think about the whole check boxes you have to be to be resurrected by the light: bravery, devotion, sacrifice. She's put all of these chest pieces in place so that through the traveler's perspective she becomes worthy of the light so by sacrificing curia it's to that end i think in my opinion what about you i you don't necessarily so so for well so for so for me i think I think if I'm to trust the lore that we have, and this is coming from other other sources, not Sabathun herself, if I'm to trust them in, 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 in any fashion, I have to believe that whenever she presents something to us easily, i.e. us killing Coria, that's not the truth. That's what she wants us to think happened. So that one thing that's really like keeping me from saying with a hundred percent certainty that we actually killed Coria is that everyone seems to agree that we did. Yeah. And if we can't trust Sabathun in anything else that she's saying, why should we trust her in agreeing with us on that? True. 
It just seems too simple. Like, you could control all of the Taken and we killed it in a strike, not even a raid. Or essentially a strike. You could solo kill her. Yeah. I mean, you also have to remember from, like, a gameplay perspective, they can't make everything raid bosses. They just they just can't. I, I agree with that. I agree with that, but it's it's the scale of... It's a scale of the character. Like, even if... How can I say this? Nakris had a fraction of what Coria seems to give you in power by way of the Taken, and he was at least a strike. You had to have two other buddies. Yeah. It's all about, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I just... It could, it, it could be it could be just how they had to deliver That's it. That's what I'm thinking. COVID. Extra, extra world stuff uh, involved. But as far as, like, in-game lore, we all agree that we killed Coria too easily. Even Savathun, before the reveal, didn't seem that upset about it. Doesn't still seem that upset about it. Yeah, so I'm thinking it might so, have just been her plan. She wanted Coria dead because maybe she didn't need Coria anymore. She didn't need the Taken anymore. She's like, I don't need that. I've got this plan. With using the Hive Ghosts and the light, and it'll work. So the one issue, the one thing that sticks out to me about that type of plan, is if you're running from someone, why would you give them another thing in their arsenal to hunt you with? No idea. I'm not Savathun. Okay, yeah, there, there might be some, like, 40 chess I'm not seeing, but, like, it, it's just... You know, and, and, and things can be Hickam's dictum. Things can be as complicated as they damn well please. It's just, you know, me, me trying to, to, to make it simple in my brain so that I can, I can, I can connect these dots. That's a big gap for me. It's just, why would you even do that? And maybe, maybe there is some gain. Maybe that's, she, she has to make herself vulnerable so that Mara will consider helping her. You know, maybe. she, she ran the simulations. I don't see, yeah, you know, like, like something, something like that. Like, I, I hope it's explained. I hope it's not something they skip over. Cause if we keep going down the line and there was no, and it just turns out like, oh yeah, no, like, but Corey's dead, like over. That's, yeah, that's done with now. You did it by yourself solo. Like that's, that's just wild to me. Uh, but it, it, not that there's anything wrong with that. I, I understand restrictions in development and, and, and no, no hate on, on the, uh, the deaf crew or Bungie or anything like that. that it, it's just surprising. Yeah, because, like, I guess in a, in a perfect world, you know, Curia would have had this, like, dungeon and everything else, but I think... I feel like you'd have to work more. Not even, like, that there needs to be, like, some grandiose level that 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 you go after. I just feel like we would have to... Again, again, I guess, I guess where I'm, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, projecting a little much on this. I just don't understand why you would take, like, your biggest, like, weapon. Because Korea was Savathun's, like, biggest weapon. Yeah, no, I agree. And why would you sacrifice it for what seems to be just allowing yourself at the mercy? Because also, like, another thing, we don't know what Savath, we don't know what Mara's getting out of this. It really doesn't seem like 
Like, maybe I missed something. Like, I don't know what Marasov gets out of this contract. Um, she gets the, um, how to defeat the pyramids. And I guess how to end the end of the Dreaming City curse. I think it's the curse. Yeah, it's the curse, but no, Sabathun's is like, it, it's like in the, uh, I know I've read it somewhere where basically she's getting, um, Savathun will tell her how to defeat the Black Fleet. Because uh, Mara has tried literally everything she has available to try and stop them and nothing's working. So they need something. But Savathun can't stop them either. Like, that's... Uh, this is the most ludicrous... Ludicrous arrangement. Because if, if Savathun could stop them, she would. Not unless it's all part of her plan to not stop them. Yes. But now you're starting to sound like me because because the 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 largest the largest part of this is, I mean, hey, what if it's a triple cross? What if she's still working with the darkness all along? She's just getting us to free her from their bargains so that she can be their external ally, in making hive ghosts and doing some silly shit. Possibly. I'm trying to see where I had. I know I had read it somewhere or heard it or something. Um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of unanswered questions for this. Um, as far as as far as I can tell, there seems to be a lot of everyone's ready to double cross everyone, and the person who seems the most confident is also in the most vulnerable position, yes. i.e., Sabathun. So I. You know, I I gotta feel like this ends poorly for Mara in the Dreaming City. Probably. I don't know if she's gonna come out on top this time. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not a hundred percent. But uh you know, on on I guess that that sort of note, Lucy, do you wanna move into some predictions? Like what it how do you think things are gonna play out this season? Well, we kind of sort of know because of the Witch Queen. We know that, uh, well, Savathun's alive right now. One of the checkboxes mm -hmm. to be a guardian is you need to die to be a guardian. Like, that's just how it works. Savathun's alive right now. She needs to die. So my guess is we kill her at the end of this season. Which then leads to her being resurrected in the beginning of Witch Queen with a ghost and the little blue eyes and all of her little hive ghost friends. That's my theory. Her ghosts have green hive eyes. Hive have blue eyes. The hive. The hive have blue eyes. Ooh, and and her little ghosts. So... Ooh. So I, I wonder because she's... She's air quotes died before. But we're and gonna I'm saying we're gonna remove the worm and then kill her. Or she'll something die by way like of removing that. the something worm. Something like that. Where it's a facto type of thing. Like we yeah. remove the worm and then kill her, or removing the worm kills her. Something like that. 
Sure. She pulls a Toland. She pulls a reverse Toland. Toland hears the witch song, his ghost, and he, like, he and the entire fire team dies, and then he resurrects as that little bundle of light and, and, that can go into the ascendant plane. Reverse of that, she pulls this, uh, okay, yeah, remove my worm, get me out of my contract. R- worm gets removed, she dies, and then little Hivey ghost comes up and is like, oh, click, Something click, like click. that. Um, there's that, and then my guess is that, I mean, obviously from, like, the trailer we see Crow and Petra and Mara chit-chat more. So my guess is that Mara tries to, like, nudge Crow to, like, you know, come back, bro. You're my bro. Be my homie, you know. Put on the facade. Basically, on this facade to try and get him back, and then she hopefully realizes that now he's his own person now. Well, no, he's probably Alduin again, or whatever his actual name was. But you know what I mean? He's Crow now. He's not. He's not Aldrin. He's not the same person. Is what I'm saying. He's. Yeah, he's no longer. He's no longer rebuilt. By Mara. It really makes me wonder because we don't really have any record of him before being unawoken. We only have. Yeah. We only have. Yeah. We only have the beginning of Mara's Senna. So I wonder if. You know, with with, with some stuff coming to light this season about. uh, like Like I mentioned earlier about. You know, she kind of lies to our face, yeah. Mara does, in talking about uh, Crow's demeanor, and 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 she tries to kind of say like, even now he's lost, like this, that, the other. I I wonder if, hmm, I wonder if she reimagined him, the way that she did as Aldrin, because he was naturally rebellious against her well, in reality. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Be my hope. Sorry. Because she. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was gonna say it just. It just seems to me that maybe him existing with a mind of his own, especially as a paracausal being, seems to actually be a worry for her because this is the first. Yeah, you know, like agree, agree or disagree. You know, like let let me know. Let me know what you think, Lucy. But. I think this is actually a first sign of weakness we've really seen yeah, from Mara. No, I I get I definitely kind of see that because Mara's like, I don't think she 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 anticipated his death. I think she knew he was gonna die when the, the Taken King happened, but I don't think she mm-hmm. anticipated him getting res res becoming a guardian. I don't think she anticipated that at all. So she's it's it's almost like you're you're walking on a tightrope and you you falter first like you're like oh oh god I feel like that's kind of what like Mara wasn't expecting this I mean she knew like once she knew she's like okay but I don't think she, it was part of her five dimensional cube chessboard that she's doing with Sabathim I don't know if that necessarily was part of her overarching plan. 
that Crow, that Aldrin would die, become and become a guardian. I would agree with that. Yeah, and and that's why I think it worries her. I I think his. Because she's smart enough to kind of figure out that, especially after having met other Awoken uh, Guardians. Yeah. That they're, that they're uh, you know, and, and being able to coax some of them, like uh, like Eris. Eris isn't Awoken, though. Um, You know, sort of back, back into her, though. Eris is not Awoken, no. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess I missed that, that bit about Eris. Uh, willing to call myself out there. Um... I I had uh, I, yeah no I didn't I didn't I didn't get that uh, stuff saying she was a human but that sounds cool as fuck yeah um so if she was human and she's brought under well that that brings her whole like skin tone like why is she so like blue pale I mean that it, it, there's a lot of well uh, skin tone the, her whole complexion is is now like like I get I get that she has crying hive eyes but like oh man that's that's like a whole thing now. That that I need to investigate <laughs> because I'm just like, what happened to you? <laughs> like the bad. Stuff. Or actually, I mean, to be fair, well, she actually, was in I the Hellmouth for a long, long, long time, and she survived a witch song. So I wonder if that's kind of simple. If what happened to her as as a as a light paracausal being losing her ghost and being exposed to all that kind of left her in a similar state to the Awoken. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that like, where, you know, between. she has the light and then being bombarded with all this darkness is very similar to what happened to the Awoken aboard the Exodus Green where they had the shockwave from the Traveler mixing with the gravitational waves of the darkness and they got caught in the middle. I could see that, but as it stands, I don't know. Eris is human. She's just pasty white because she spent a long time in caves and darkness. I don't know. We don't know. She's spooky. She's supposed to be spooky looking. Honestly, that makes me more inclined to say that Sabathun is her my queen than than Mara ever was. But then there's that lore of her like going in and working for Mara. In getting what I thought was like reacquainted, but yeah. So you wild. think Eris Morn is Savathun in disguise? Are you saying everyone's Savathun? Oh, I don't think she is Savathun. Not by a long shot. She's actively working against the hive. Like I, I, I don't think whatever she is is a uh, is an agent of uh, of the darkness by any stretch. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh I I I got to say one one thing that all of that makes me wonder is especially as we've seen how the dark future uh like a, a possibility of a timeline where where obviously the dark darkness wins and you know all all the people we just talked about were major players. I seriously wonder Mara's allegiance to her own people because there's few to none awoken with her. I believe she's just like churning clones out of the Leviathan. Yeah. 
for for her army. And so if she's using if she's capable in, in the one timeline of using them all as disposable pieces, I just going back to what started the conversation, I sincerely wonder if what she's worried about is that what was an important piece, a high-ranking piece of her, Aldrin, is now no longer in her deck. And I yeah. I think that might unravel her a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, as we've seen like before, Mara Sov is pretty much willing to do whatever it takes, sacrifice whatever means to achieve her end goal. She sacrificed the, her fleet in the Taken King. She sacrificed the Dreaming City. And, yeah. So I think she's willing to do whatever it takes to win this five-dimensional chessboard she's playing. It's five dimensions. Yes, I just said five dimensions. Five-dimensional chess with time travel. There we go. It's an actual game you can get on Steam. My brother has it. Five-dimensional chess with time travel. Can you go back in time and change your move? Yes. My brother has won before the game even started. It doesn't make any sense. I've tried playing it. It hurts my head. Doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Because I'm like, wait, what? You just... You just... I moved a pawn, and you've conquered my... Mm-hmm. Queen? It makes absolutely no sense, which is why it's so funny. Okay. Okay. I'm going to check out this game on the Steams. Um, sort of final thoughts. Uh, what do you think will be... The end result? The catalyst. Do you think... Hmm. How do you think once we get all the Tekkians... I'm going to put this a little a little closer to before February. Once we get all the Tekkians, how do you think that's going to work Ooh. out? How do you think whatever they're going to do? Do you think they're going to succeed in what they're going to do? Do you think Mara's going to pull, like, a sneaky? I... What do you think? I hope so. I hope she has... Like Saint said in this week's mission, I love Saint. I feel so bad for him right now. I didn't get you Saint You didn't get dialogue. Saint dialogue this week? When you were... Not this week's mission, sorry. Uh -uh. The Shired Realm thing. You didn't? No, I didn't what? get Saint Dialogue. I did, I've done it like five times, and every single time I got Saint Dialogue. That's weird. Basically. I've done it the one time. I played a lot of Iron uh, Banner this week. Iron Banana. Basically, <laughs> the Saint Dialogue that I got, where Saint is like, we're doing this whole thing where we're pretending to help Savathun, but then we're gonna kill her, right? Everyone's like, mm, hold on off of that. And I'm like, come on. No. I feel like I hate to... The saint is right. We need to, like... But that's the thing. You can't trick the goddess or the god of trickery. You can't... Because they'll just... You get what I'm saying? Like, it's... She's gonna expect it because that's, like, that's her thing. That's her wheelhouse. That's her niche. That's, like, what she's known for. Trickery. So you can't really out-trick the god of trickery. That's, like... Can I, it's crazy. Can I offer something? Sure. I feel like 
I feel like Saint's the best the best person to go up against her because he would be very deliberate and open about what he was going to do. No, I'm going to shoot you in your face. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then he does it, and she's like, oh, like, oh no, <laughs> Blark, and then she's dead. Well, that's the thing. Like, I really, 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 really hope Osiris isn't actually dead because if he's dead, then Bungie is again doing the bury your gaze trope they've done it three times now and it's really annoying me it bothers who who are the shirido marasov's lover Uh, carmen in the comics was like presumed to be dead until they did at the very end where they debated us like oh look she's alive yay but like up until like the last issue it was like oh she's dead because of how gotcha. um, Anna would like look yeah. at the little hologram of Carmen and be all sad. And I was just like, oh, she's dead. That's because she got sick or whatever. That's kind of the vibe I got. Until we get to the very last last one. It's like, oh, okay, she's alive. Okay. So that's like, but we haven't seen Carmen in game. She's only mentioned in lore entries very sparingly or in the comic. Yeah, she's she's more she's more a comic centric character yeah, for sure. And then we finally have a a I mean we also have Mark and Devram, but again, Cell like that's not like a like Osiris it's like those are like main characters in the Destiny universe. And to just like have them have you know, Osiris literally broke time to get Saint-14 back. Literally broke time using the sundial. And he sent all of his reflections into the corridors of time to try and find Saint. And most of the reflections either went crazy or killed themselves or, like, they, they just couldn't do it. So we bring back Saint and everything's great. And then Osiris is like, I gotta go do things. I gotta go do these things. And then Sagira dies, and then Osiris is replaced with Savathun, and this whole past year it hasn't been Osiris, and they just deserve to be happy. And if they kill off Osiris, I'm gonna be really disappointed in the writing team at Bungie, because like, it's one thing having, you know, characters in the lore and like in the background be like LGBT and happy. We don't have a lot of those in Destiny, by the way. But it's another thing if it's characters that are in the forefront that are the main characters in like I I would argue that Saint and Osiris are main characters in Destiny, like with like Zavala and Ikora. Like they're they're not like super duper duper, they're not like top, but they're 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 up there. They're up there. They're like legends and that sort of a thing. And to introduce them as, you know, lovers and that sort of thing, just to then kill off Osiris, that's poor writing, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it's supposed to pull at our heartstrings, make us feel sad, but that trope has been done again and again and again in media, and I am very tired of writing, of writers, like, just killing off gay people. It makes me mad. Rant over. For sure. 
I'm I'm really excited to see where speaking of relationships, a lot of uh relationships come to a head. I think what Saint's doing right now, uh, in trying to find Osiris and kill his captor, I I, I think that's totally in character. And I I really am excited to see how that pans out. And kinda of like what you said, I can't I can't wait to see the reunion and I hope that's where yes. it goes. I hope it's not or I hope it's not even like some weird reverse of that where Saint dies no! getting like that would suck no, too. Like yeah. Not Saint. That would suck no. so much too. Yeah, like he just he just undied. He just undied. He just like not undied even a year ago. Bungie, please. Like not even yes. a year ago. Like let them have um, like a honeymoon yeah. or something. Lucy, uh I I'm really excited to see where this season goes. Uh, just to, just to round it all back, I you know I really think there's going to be an interesting dynamic between Mara and Sabathun, as I think we both said. I'm really interested to see Mara and Crow, and Crow and literally all of the Awoken, Crow and Petra, Crow and any random Awoken character. I'm excited to see their interaction as well. And it's it's really kind of interesting how sweet uh pulled pork or I forget his new name. Glint. Glint. It's 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 kind of sweet to see how he kind of like tries to push him back toward his family. He's like, "No, you've actually got family, bro." Nudge nudge. Maybe. Maybe. Like Aren't you are you are you having a good time? Like, are you liking being awoken? And I loved Crow's response. It's hard to identify with people who existed for eons in a paracausal hole. <laughs> Space <Yes>. magic people. <laughs> like I I really I really appreciate that, especially coming from the uh the <laughs> the guardian formerly known as Aldrin. I I really appreciated yeah. that. Um so any 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 final thoughts on your side? Anything anything that you wanna like mark your words on now as to watch out for? Um I guess just uh I don't know. I'm curious about Savathun and all the stuff she's been telling us. Cause what is the truth? Is she telling the truth? Is she lying? We don't know. We don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Play the waiting game and find out. Can we do those memes tonight? Memes, yes. Dank memes. Mm-hmm. Can we do can we do those X-Files memes tonight? Can we do that? Yes. Okay. Okay, awesome. I'm an excited boy now. Um <laughs> sorry. I'll add that for <laughs> ten out of ten. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, uh, quite, quite similarly. I, I really want to, uh, as, as I've said, I want to see those things and more. So, yeah, um, as for my shout out, I'm going to give a bit of a topical one. Shout out to the 15 million women in Texas who now have to potentially, uh, either leave state or find, uh, some, some help to get out of state for, for their uh for their care um and and their rights uh so not to be too topical here in the United States we had a certain uh court decision today that uh, really hurt impacted a lot of people especially women so my yes. my shout out and my heart goes out to them yes i hate texas 
I wasn't supposed to say where it was, was I? Whoopsies. I already said Texas. I already said oh, Texas. you did? I didn't hear the Texas yeah. part. Yeah, no, no. So, I, it was um, the 15 million women Texas. in Texas. <laughs> Texas. I hate Texas. All my homies hate Texas. <laughs> I'm apologizing if you live there, because Texas sucks. But, there was, yeah. yeah. There was a big thing about the don't go to Texas. Yeah, no, I, I, I read it yesterday. It makes me mad. Yeah. So that was my that was my shout out. Do, do you have any shout outs? I don't know. I guess, uh, shout out to, uh, Bungie for making a banger season opening so far. <laughs> and, uh, I look forward to seeing what, uh, the rest of the season holds. Yeah. I want to, I want to give an interpersonal shout out on your behalf to, uh, to Kelsey, your partner, who you're about to do some vacation with. Yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, I'm going on vacation. Nice. I'm excited. I'm excited for you and for the vacation. I'm a little nervous, but I think everything will be fine. Hopefully, hopefully it's like that good type kind of like, you know, your expectations are so high because you're so excited. And then once you get there and you actually see, see your sigo, you're just like, ah, oh, like... Stress relieved, like a lot of weight off my shoulder almost immediately. Big hugs. Holy, that's that's the plan. Excitement. That's the plan. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm I'm pulling for it. I'm I'm excited for it. Um. So with that, everyone, uh, listeners, Lucy, uh, you know, stay hydrated, stay safe. Uh, there were some. Hurricanes and storms coming up through the uh, the southeastern coast of the U.S. here this week. So, like, additional shout out to all my people about power in uh, Louisiana right now and in affected areas. Like, we've been dealing with tropical storm uh, downgrade uh, here in D.C. today. But, uh, you know, I, I hope you all get power and resources back soon. Um, but, yeah, everyone, like, you know, drink water. Go go outside sometimes. It's a, take your game with you. I'm not saying you gotta stop gaming, but sometimes it's nice to be outside while the weather's nice if if you can do it. Uh, treat yeah. yourself. Have that proverbial ice cream. Like do something nice for yourself just because you can. And you know, be safe. We want to see you here next week, and I hope we do. So until then, bye bye. We'll see you. Doodles. That's off, guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lord Network.